Welcome everybody back. Finally, my schedule got all messed up. KB's been all over the place, but we're back. We're ready to go. Show's probably going to be more of a bi-weekly thing. Bi-weekly. There's a difference. Um, it's going to be every other week, probably, um, for the foreseeable future until things change again. But we'd like to start getting this out every other week on Monday. It'll give us lots of stuff to talk about. I mean, KB, it just doesn't feel like... You know, we have too much to talk about tonight. I mean, not, yeah. not much happened on Extreme Rules. No, it was a pretty lame show. Pretty star. I mean, I turned it off five minutes before uh, Reigns and AJ Styles got done, so I don't know. Yeah, if I wouldn't know anything about that. I mean, it's not like somebody came out and and hit the and hit Reigns with a pedigree after a long absence or anything. CrossFit Jesus, he's back. Seth Rollins, he came back. Uh. My wife commented that his new symbol looks like a, a ship wheel. The wheel, the steering wheel of a ship. The helm. That's okay. Uh, fuck yeah. Um, it still, to me, feels a little bit early. And ACL and, the, and a full Negro yeah. screw construction like that is kind of scary. But November, I think? Yeah. Yeah, November. Six months. So, Especially with a high flyer. Yeah, exactly. Somebody who works the intense style that he works and just... Yeah. It worries me a little bit, but he's super. He was super over with the crowd. He looked great. Um, I just hope. I just hope that he can can be safe and everything's good to go. And uh, yeah, um, I felt like the main event was kind of uh, overbooked. A little bit. Um, um, so was the last match they had. Both of them were a little bit overbooked. I'm just not into all of the massive interference. Because besides that, the two guys had a great fucking match. They did. It was real. It was very strong. Uh, I'm not wild on them, basically taking the Styles Clash out back and shooting it. Did he? No, he kicked out with help on the fucking um on the one, didn't he? Yeah, the one on the chair. Well, y- y- yes and no. I mean, the Uso. Jim, I mean, people kick out of finishers. I'm not that upset. They, well, the thing. Well, the thing was though, he didn't just kick out of a finisher. He kicked out of the Buddha Doom, a Styles Clash, a Styles Clash on a chair. And then he popped up for the spear after a bunch of chair shots. Yeah, but he's super, super reigns. I'm not, I'm not, I, I mean, I can live with it. I, I'm not, well, okay, I, 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 I see what you're saying, but mm-hmm. I, I can live with it the way, and that, the only thing I didn't like though was just, and I know I sound, you know, like the typical whatever, but how fucking predictable was that finish? Like the oh, yeah. second, the second that he got those, those chair shots. And then when he slid his elbow pad down, I was like, he's about to get speared. Like there was no fucking doubt in my mind. I knew exactly what was about to happen. I'm like, yeah. he is going to get speared. And then he did. And then the match was over. That was a hell of a fucking spear though. God yeah. damn. Oh, when Reigns throws a good spear, it's as, that's, that's his best of a, uh, as he throws as good of a spear as anyone since Goldberg. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. just uncorks that thing. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Well, there's a certain guy uh, in Ring of Honor that I think oh, throws, throws a better one personally, but yeah, you're a huge fan of his. So. Oh yeah, it's good. It's coming. The day is coming up pretty soon, baby. <laughs> his fucking his uh his contract actually expires next month. So, yeah. and I've heard I've heard rumors, heard things, read read yeah. some things in some places. Well, there's there's signing everybody else, so why not? Yeah, speaking of which, little detour here, but um, did you see that uh, Cedric Alexander is probably going to be in the Cruiserweight Classic? That's another thing. Our segue to the segue to the segue. Yeah. How many different fucking names have you seen this thing called? Like, on all the various... Dirt- it's like every time I see it on a dirt sheet, they're calling it something different. 
Well, uh, the, tonight tonight they mentioned it on the pay per view. Did they? It, okay, what did they yeah, call the, the, uh, the Cruiserweight Classic? It was a. Um, See, where the fuck did that come from? That was like a week ago when I started seeing yeah. that, and that was the first time I had seen it called that. The Cruiserweight Classic? What yeah. the fuck is that? I, I, you know it would be great if they brought back the, the font from uh, from the Wrestling Classic? <laughs> there we go. From the, frickin the first WWE pay-per-view, the real <laughs> one? That would be fucking great. Um... <laughs> Just don't have JYD go over the account out in the final. Maybe I'll uh, I'll probably use that. I'll try to find that picture, that font, and put it on for the, the logo for the <laughs> uh, show we this go. week, so people can can see there's what I'm a, talking about. There's a flashback for you. But uh, I love that show, dude. That was like the, one of the first tapes I ever had. Yeah, uh, and, and the ring was loud and super right. bouncy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great thing. It's on the WWE Network if you guys want to check it out. The the, the wrestling classic. I think it's from 1985, wasn't 85, it? 85, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, it's all the only pay-per-view that'll be on there for the WWE for 1985. It was so, the only pay-per-view in 1985. Check that out. Um, so I guess it's called the Cruiserweight Classic now. Which It'll is probably funny. be something different next week. Um, but uh, Cedric Alexander is apparently going to be in it. Uh, I'm hitter. Cedric is just a name for me. So I mean, I know who he is. He's just he doesn't do much for me. Uh, I mean, I. He's going to be one of those people who doesn't do much for me when he's in Ring of Honor, but mm-hmm. who knows what he'll be well, in the Ring WWE. Of, Ring of Honor, uh, it, it takes a lot for me to want to drop a show. I'm on the verge of just giving up on Ring of Honor anymore. I, I mean, I'm in the same uh, in the same boat that I've been in, is that I'll, I give it a chance every mm-hmm. six months or so. Yeah. And what did I start? I started, I can't remember what... What was the show before this last one? Um, uh, the anniversary show. Yeah, the anniversary show. I started watching that, and I got about halfway into the second match, and I was like, "Yeah, eh, well, well, can't d- do it. Can't do just, it." Just to give you an idea of what we've had, the TV tapings from after that pay per view featured the New Japan stars. Then, for three weeks, they aired matches. This was these were in April. They aired matches from a New Japan show from February. Then they've aired specials on, one was on uh, Jay Leith. Then they aired a, a long preview episode with uh, their Colt Cabana match to build up the main event was from 2005. Uh, then a, um, an episode all about Jay Lethal. Next week it's an episode all about the Bullet Club. We're coming up on two months since they've had a Ring of Honor show without New Japan. Huh. Yeah. This is their big idea. Oh, and in between there was a New Japan versus Ring of Honor pay-per-view that they wanted you to pay $45 for, please. Well, I mean, I could kind of see that just because, you know, it appeals to the same group of fans. And yeah, but it, uh, not when the not when the TV for three weeks has been here's a bunch of New Japan versus Ring of Honor matches. Now you can pay for New Japan versus Ring of Honor matches. That that is that's a that's a fine point. I can I yeah, we're going with that. Um, yeah, of which they had, they also given the syndication thing, the preview aired three days after the pay per view. If unless you watch it in syndication on like. And you're lucky enough that your syndicated show comes on before the pay-per-view aired. Because my Ring of Honor syndicated started 18 minutes ago. And it's midnight on a Sunday night. So that's a very TNA of them. Speaking of which... Oh boy. Here we <laughs> we'll, go. We'll go there in a minute. Because... <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't believe we're still still doing this. Like, still! Um, but what I was going to say with Ring of Honor is I got about sec- way, sec- halfway through the second match. The first match was a fucking shit show, but it was a, m- a multi-man match. Yeah. Okay, that's what they usually are. Like, I can yeah. roll with that. The yeah. second match was, uh, 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 seemed like it was a really hot feud. And um, the guy, he, like, 
he like suplexed the dude off the apron spine first onto the fucking guardrail yeah. and the guy who had the move performed on him seemed to be perfectly okay maybe 2 minutes later yeah and i was like well i'm good now i'm not saying look it's a lot like lucha underground for me it's a lot like uh batman versus superman the movie yep i can see why the people who like it like it and that's fine for them yeah i'll just say that um but that all being said what i was going with that with cedric alexander is we've seen a lot of guys come from ring of honor where they do moves 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 but yeah. they can do the moves, and they can do them safely, and that's a good base to have when you go to the WWE. Because we've seen a lot of guys come from Ring of Honor who were stalwarts in Ring of Honor come to WWE and be fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, we could run down a fucking laundry list of them right now who are tearing up the WWE. So you get guys who have that base layer of working in Ring of Honor come to WWE and get into that system and start running their plays, so to speak. Um. There, it could be it could be a whole new life for them. It could be a whole new oh, level yeah. of ability, a whole new level of ability and story t- storytelling, and um, a better way to utilize their attributes. So I'm interested to see what Cedric Alexander can do in the WWE if he does in fact uh, end up hanging around there long term. I just want to see. I want to eventually see a full list of names for this thing because I've seen like. Did you see fucking mind blown? Zack Saber Jr. is in it. Yeah. Like, are they going to fucking say something about that? Is anybody going to say something about that? I feel like I totally missed that. And then just all of a sudden the other day, he's in an interview that was posted on one of the sheets, and he's just talking about the WWE, the Cruiserweight Classic. Like, yeah, when I go do this, I'm like, when the fuck did this happen? You want? Okay, Here, here's your, your factoid of the day that will blow your mind. I have never seen a Zack Sabre Jr. match. Ooh. I've heard so many things. I've never actually seen one. I mean, he's... It's I, your, I, know, I, I know what he looks like. I know his style. I've never actually yeah. seen a match from him. It's your typical, you know, guy who can do just insane things and has a great yeah. look and has good charisma and yeah. all that. Um, who's going to be, who once again is going to be, if he can get the right footing under him and get give one going in the right direction, the WWE is going to, is going to, you know, the, the fucking sky is going to be the limit, basically. Yeah. Um, just another one of those guys. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Um TNA. Yes, TNA. Um, Would you like to explain to me? Because I know I didn't fucking... I didn't see what I thought I was seeing. I'm scrolling through Twitter. At uh, Wrestling Wars PC is the official Twitter of the show. Yep. I'm scrolling through Twitter. And I feel like I saw a picture of some guys dressed up like Willow. Yep. Dragging Jeff Hardy away. And uh, see, the idea now is that uh, Willow, who was a crea- mm-hmm. who was a creation of Jeff Hardy, has now manifested himself into a real person. Um, when you consider the fact that uh, so who's playing him? Oh, I'm getting to that. Um, I, I'm just I can't wait. It's going to be Jeff Hardy. It's going to he's going to be being both people, right? <laughs> well, uh, see, okay. Well, you laugh so apparently. You know, I said that being completely serious though, because that is. It's the only worse option. Would you be that surprised with TNA? Would you be that surprised? No. It's the only worse option you can have. It's Matt Hardy. Oh, well, I mean. They they were feuding, and then Matt Jeff did a big flip dive off the stage to a table. Funny enough, I was at the gym, 
and I was doing uh, cardio on the bike, and I was flipping through, and fucking Impact was on one of the... It was their Saturday replay that they got to have for, like, three weeks before yeah. Pop TV before... fucking took them off yeah. uh, that slot. Um, and I saw, and I was like, you know what? That match was not half bad. No, it wasn't. It was not. Um, what I'm getting at here is... <sighs> like, like you did the, you did the Willow thing, yeah. like, two networks ago. Like what are you what are you doing? What the fuck logical reason uh are you doing? Why are Matt, you continuing? Matt's promo was that Jeff has sponged off of him for so many years and Jeff gets credit for being oh, like there, oh, there, there's some sponging going on down there at TNA, but it ain't fucking yeah. Jeff Hardy from Matt Hardy. Yeah. And the idea is that now Matt is gonna show Jeff that he can be creative too by ripping off Willow. Uh, I mean, like, they, they Willow debuted one week, and they unmasked him the next week. So it's not like this was some big, long, drawn-out thing. Now, of course, this is leading up to their pay-per-view next month. And, of course, it's going to be Matt versus Jeff in a TLC match. And something tells me this might main event the show over the world title and the really, the legitimately good grudge match they've built up. So, but I have a feeling that Matt versus Jeff will main event. Or, if nothing else, be treated as by far the biggest deal on the show. Hey, man. If, uh, when you can continue something that has not worked at all and got you taken off two networks, why would you not yeah. do it? I don't, I don't understand. What, what, else, what else would you do? Uh, it's like they're trying to be WCW in 2000, and they're too inept to pull it off. God. I, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. So, next do we go to the whole thing about how... Like they're trying to sell TNA, but not actually like, yeah. like not really. Basically, they want someone to give them money so that basically can stay in power. I, everybody who doesn't know this story, fucking just sit back in your seat and fucking listen to this. Listen to what I'm about to say. <laughs> this is amazing. They're trying to fucking sell TNA, but Dixie Carter doesn't want to give up her majority control. They will only sell 49 percent of the company. Mm-hmm. So basically, in reality. What that means is, give me a lot of money and let me continue to do what I've been doing. Yeah. Dixie, ma'am, this isn't your dad anymore. This is like actual business people who might actually do something with the company. So you can't just say, hey, give me money and then let me keep doing what I want to do. Yeah. What you want to do didn't work well enough for fucking Destination America to keep you. Yeah. What you want to do has shrunken your window of exposure on pop fucking TV. P.O.P. Pop fucking TV. P.O.P. Holding it down. (laughs) Your window of exposure on that fucking channel. How many people out there listening to this right now even have that fucking channel? I do, and I wish I didn't. So I wouldn't have <laughs> well, watched the show. I do too, but I mean, and you can't even stay booked on that fucking channel. Did, uh, did you hear that, that uh, at the network upfronts, they aren't listing it for the fall? When Pop TV, well, obviously which, not. which actually has a network presentation, which amazed me en- enough, they didn't list TNA as being on their, their, their stuff for this fall. Uh, did you hear um, a couple of weeks ago they they announced the advertising rates 
for it for a commercial on pop during impact do you know how much it's going for probably about as much as we get paid for ad sales on this show $335 for a regular commercial hey seriously we yeah like dude i need to fucking Get in touch with whoever I need to get in touch with and get the Wrestling Wars podcast commercial on fucking TNA. Yeah, seriously, it's less than four. It was less than 400 bucks. That's fucking awesome. I want to do I that. I'm trying to do that. I need to find out who I can need to get in contact to do that. Anybody out there tweet to me. Help me to find out. I'm doing it. That's just kind of a myth. I mean, even if you offer like 500, it's well, we're getting more than this than anything else. Exactly. It's like all just like lame infomercial ads and ads for whatever stupid shows they have on pop tv i wonder how much it would cost to get a sponsorship with them to fucking like have it on the ring on the on the apron wrestling wars pocket this can't be an impact brought to you this week by it can't be much i'll do it all the while talking shit and like laughing at them and knowing they're gonna fucking fail just for like on the way out just for one week yeah be because it's not like they're gonna say no to my money like no so it's not like tna's bringing any money on their own exactly yeah, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I'm I'm dead serious. It was less than four hundred. I know that much. Think about it. You I'm gonna buy... investigate this. This is happening. <laughs> if you do, please let me know about it. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna let everybody know about it. Don't you worry. Um, please, please let me write a jingle for it or something. The please. ultimate, the ultimate disgrace in all of this was is. Um, have you heard one of the people? one of the groups in in negotiations to possibly buy TNA? Are we talking about the... Like the premises, no. Oh, I, that, that was my first That guess. is not the most disgraceful fucking people involved in this. I've heard Sinclair might want it. Yes. And if that happens, I don't know how I could handle that. That is like... Just ultimate humiliation. Like, yeah. it was bad enough when the WWE, the big bad WWE, bought WCW. Yeah. But we're talking about the same group who owns Ring of Honor. Yeah. Ring of Honor! Yeah, Ring of Honor, which Ring of Honor has carved out a very nice little niche for itself. Buying yeah. TNA. But it just, Ring of Honor was always kind of like the little people over here. Mm-hmm. And they, right now, who would you say is more likely to be around in a year? I mean, I'm not saying... I mean, well, I, you know, I'll always say TNA because... We've discussed it. When the nuclear holocaust happens, I'm a, you know if I ever buy that one of those Fallout video games, you know, yeah, you're running around after yeah. the nuclear apocalypse, I'll be shocked if I don't go running around and and come across a TV that has TNA in. Oh, it. Oh, actually, true story. Uh, they released a um on Fallout. Uh, I don't play Fallout, but apparently there's a new um yeah, Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt yeah. family. In yeah, it. it's like Bray yeah. Harris, and he has Eric Braun and uh Luke as his friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when the nuclear holocaust happens, it'll be the roaches, the Twinkies, and TNA Impact. Yeah. So the, if you were to ask me which one's going to be around in a year, I'd probably put my money on TNA just because with, with I know the Hard- they'll never go away somehow, some way. With the Hardys feuding with each other They're for the time. On public fucking access TV. Yeah, with the Hardys feuding on each other. <laughs> and Willow <laughs> making his third run. Yeah, they'll get thrown off of access to, off of public access to. They get thrown off everything else. So... Back to extreme rules. <laughs> yeah. Somehow we twenty minutes have gone by and circled back around to that pay per view that was tonight. Oh, because there's so much funny stuff to talk about. Yeah. Uh, well, since I have pretty positive feelings on the pay per view, so let's get all I the news out uh, first and go with our other 
uh, other other story, which would be, um, man, this Cody Rhodes thing. Yeah. I've read, uh, apparently he, you know, has been coming to, for anybody who doesn't know, Cody Rhodes asked for and was granted his release from the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, apparently he'd been coming to the brass, the writers, and pitching ideas and pitching ideas. He said he emailed every single one of them individually. Um, he's been trying to bring, bring Cody Rhodes back instead of Stardust and... Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody had any time for him. Right. And to me, uh, I know there's some split opinion on him out there, but to me, that is just such a massive fucking waste. Mm. Like, I mean, the guy looks great. He's been over. He did great fucking character work as grotesque Cody Rhodes. Yeah. He was under the mask. I mean, that was fucking fantastic. Like one of the best characters they've had in the WWE for a long time. Stardust could be one of the best characters they've had in the WWE if they fucking, you know, really let him go. Um, and just let him be weird. If you put the top 50 matches together from the, from the, from the decade, he was there from 06 to 2016, at least three or four of them are going to have him in him. Yep. It's not like he can't work. Um, when you got people like the fucking Miz on their 93rd fucking push. I mean, it's really, to me, it's really a shame. My, my thing is, Cody Rhodes on him on his own, just as I'm Cody Rhodes, guy in trunks, That's he's really dull that way. Yeah. If you give him a character Anything, thing, yeah. That's they the same gave with him so many people, though. Ridiculous characters. Dashing Cody Rhodes, got over. Was awesome. Grotesque Cody Rhodes, ridiculous character. Got over and was really fucking awesome. I mean... Yeah. Uh, now, on a quick side note, I still say that Goldust and Dashing Cody Rhodes were massive ribs on Dusty that got out of hand. Just, I mean, it, it, as, as manly as Dusty is and like the cowboy, his son is a walking Oscar statue yeah. and a male groomer and a guy who is very into male grooming. That's got to be a rib of some kind. It was fantastic. Oh, it was great. Get all mad at people and scream, that's not dashing! Yeah. <laughs> then you run away, awesome shit. Yeah. Um, um, but, uh... Also, for a while, didn't he have didn't he have Husky Harris as his lackey for a while? Did he? when he was when he was dashing Cody Rhodes, he had somebody as a lackey. I don't I remember. And he's like, "You're not dashing." Um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that for a little while. He was so trying yeah, dashing tricks and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, there, there's your there's your odd pairing of the day. Yeah. At one point, Cody Rhodes and Bray Wyatt were a team. Was yeah okay so he was um he was Husky Harris's fucking uh mentor yeah. in the show and he brought him he brought him on SmackDown a couple times mm-hmm. um yeah man uh, uh but yeah there, there's potential in Cody I don't know where exactly he goes I cannot for the life of me picture I, him in Japan I don't picture him in Japan I don't picture him in Ring of Honor no I he, want to picture him in fucking TNA because TNA would manage to ruin him somehow um. Now, to, now to their credit, they've done really good things with Drew Galloway and, and uh, Ethan Easy Carter III. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that pop's gonna be fucking huge when they show. Oh, yeah. oh speaking of which, <laughs> we're never getting back to Extreme Rules. Yeah. Did you see that fucking thing that happened to Evolve a couple weeks ago? I did. Whoa! For anybody who doesn't, Evolve is a is an indie out of well, I don't know. I don't like to call things indie. It's a territory in Florida. 
um, where a lot of guys, it's kind of a pipeline to NXT. Yeah. A lot of guys work at Evolve, get looked at by the scouts of uh, NXT because it's right down the road, and then go, go to NXT. Yeah. Well, during the Evolve show, a couple, was it two weeks back? Something uh, like that. Ago, yeah, something like that. During the show, EC3 and Drew Galloway show up and invade the show. But now, Drew Galloway is a regular. He's he was a champion. For, he was he uh, Drew Galloway is a regular in Evolve. Okay, well, most people so, listening to this don't care. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> so they show up. They not only kick the shit out of somebody, but kick the shit out of a WWE contracted wrestler who also works a lot of Evolve shows, Johnny Gargano from NXT. And then cut this scathing promo, not directly making references to, but making references to NXT. Mm -hmm. To me, these things are not uh, unplanned or coincidental. I think that there are things going on behind the scenes involving those people and making their way back to the NXT at some point. That really wouldn't surprise me. I mean, and it would the, be amazing. Because the thing is, the best line I've heard was that somehow Evolve is running WWE versus TNA, but it's in Evolve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it actually oh. is WWE against TNA. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, is not exactly the most thrilling feud in the world, but it's one of those things you don't ever expect to actually see. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting on paper, but... Uh, yeah, Carter's promo was amazing. Now, what oh, he... I can't wait to see him cut, bring that back to the WWE. That's another thing too. You see Alex Riley get get fucking cut. Yeah. What is Ethan Carter the third when he comes back to NXT? Other than a much better version of what Alex Riley was and was doing. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what he's gonna be, and it's gonna be fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing is um, Carter was cut right around. I don't know about the exact same time, but it, he was in the same line of cuts as someone like. Um, like Gallows, who was just like, yeah. you're talented, there's nothing much we can do with you here, bye. And they brought him back. Yeah. So, I mean, they're clearly paying, and Carter has, Carter's a different guy than what than he was as Derek Bateman. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, oh, yeah, and he's, yes. he's, he's, he's one of my favorite parts of the he's show. He's a bona fide, legitimate fucking star now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That pop would be massive if he walked oh, yeah. in. That's like oh, a real star. Oh, Same yeah. thing, I think, I think it's only a matter of time before Galloway comes back. Yeah. Only a matter of time. I mean, yeah. the guy was handpicked by Vince in the first fucking place. You yeah. don't think after he's gone somewhere else and gotten some seasoning and gotten away from that crazy-ass woman he was married to, you don't think that they're going to fucking welcome him back? Yeah. because I mean, Galloway was fun. I mean, putting him in 3MB was just obviously going to kill anything he had. But I mean, these people that are leaving WWE, save for Ryback, most of them are just... For one thing, they're leaving people who are leaving who have potential, but w, it's not like they were like headlining shows. And yeah, then I, be, and it's kind of the the chickens kind of cross the road for all yeah. of them. Like it's time, you know, if they come back fresh in a couple years, then which is what which is why the work, which but, is a big reason why the decline of the territories is such a bad thing because you could go off somewhere, work yeah. a territory for six to eight months, get hot again, get a different thing going, and then be welcome back into the fold. Now. It's kind of creeping back, but for the most yeah, part, it's, it's. I mean, it's it's better than it was, though. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's better than it was. Speaking of which, Ryback's son in Japan is going to be fucking awesome. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you, he'll go there. Shit. What they can make him a part of the Bullet Club, he'd be fucking awesome. 
Well, I mean, the Bullet Club has every other. It's on yep. every promotion in the world right now. So yep. why not? He shows up. He's fucking gaijin as fuck. I mean, he's fucking huge. He have a shitty attitude over there. All you know, black trunks, black and white fucking clothes. He'd be fucking awesome in the Bullet Club. Um, now, seriously though, back around to Extreme Rules. <laughs> Did I ever mention, did I ever tell you about that time with Continental Wrestling Federation out of Alabama? (laughs) A what? Now, fair play, I, you know, we all appreciated the whole, like, getting up on her tippy toes over the rope thing that she did totally on purpose. But what the fuck was Dana, what what happened during that match? Like, what the fuck was that? It was their way of being cute. Well, I think Dana Brooke and, and Charlotte are like, are like real life friends, and I think even though they were plan, even though they were rivals in NXT, I think the plan, well, that was like for like a day. I don't even think did they even, they had a match. Ever yeah. end up having a match? Okay, well they did. Um, um they're friends in in real life and yeah. um trained together in real life. And I think the plan was was for Dana Brooke to come up and be with Emma. It was, but she, Emma she debuted with Emma. Emma had a fucking back injury. Well, my point is, it was their plan for her to be in like a you know like a blonde bombshell tag team basically yeah. uh, group and um. Emma got hurt. She's out with back surgery for a while. So, um, I guess this is where they're going to go with Dana Brooke, have her ride with, uh, Charlotte and yeah. they'll be, you know, big blonde and dangerous or whatever the fuck. And, yeah. uh, Which could actually work. Yeah. I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind them walking around, you know, acting snooty and like they're better than people and, yeah. uh, you know, two awful females. I don't, I don't mind it. It won't be a bad shtick. Well, and, um, thank yeah. fucking Christ. It might get Ric Flair away from her. So, yeah. Well, okay, two things. One, I'm very glad they went with this because the rumor was they were going to put Dana with Eva Marie. Ugh. Yeah. And somehow Dana, who debuted in, like, 2014 and was injured for, like, six months, would be by far and away the more talented in-ring worker. Hmm. Um, and the other thing was, were you as disappointed as I was that that wasn't Little Nate in the robe? No, I was not disappointed. If I never saw anything involving that whole scenario ever again, but I, I love Little Nate. I love Little Nate. He's um, he's just a, he's just so adorable. He tries so hard, and he looks the same as he did in WCW, which is creepy. Speaking so, of trying so hard, yeah, uh, try as they might, I, that was just shitty match placement for that fucking asylum match, man. Yes. You cannot have that thing come after no. a match of the year fucking barn burner. No. I think that match would have been a fantastic opener, man. It would have been if they like, had cut- opened the show. The fans would have been a lot more into it. Mm-hmm. The, you know, thumbtack spot would have got us, you know, got us off to a real hot start. Um, yeah. That was the only part I did. I did really like. They expertly. And that's the type of thing that you get as somebody like Chris Jericho. They fucking expertly teased that fucking that thumbtack spot over the tax one but okay two things one the obvious that match was way too long yeah that if you cut that by like 10 to 12 minutes it goes way up in value because so much of it was just the slow climbing they lost me when it i couldn't tell if they were trying to be a violent match or a comedy match it was so and they kept going back and forth to dean ambrose matches uh yeah and the other thing you don't use the plant that's After all, all this, yeah. That's the whole point of it. And they, the problem was, it was it was similar to what happened in the main event, where if you watch the main event, the crowd is, like, silent for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're bored or a bad crowd. They're just saying, no, this isn't ending until the Usos, Anderson, and Gallows run in. 
we're not going to get excited because it's not going to be the finish until they're there. The same, I think the same thing was with the plant. They kept waiting on it. It's literally there, and it's never touched. Like that's least, what, To me, though, I like this. I like the con- conceptually, I don't mind because I feel like it's moving in the right direction because mm-hmm. anything, anything is smarter than having random, arbitrary kendo sticks laying under the ring for no fucking reason. You hate that. Which drives me goddamn crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been saying for a long time, I wish that Hell in the Cell was had pre-posted weapons in it. Because, I mean, you call it Hell in a Cell, I mean, it's not illogical to have pre-posted weapons inside the cell when it comes down. Yeah. Um, so, to me, conceptually, I liked the step in the right direction, but it was just... Fairly, very poorly placed on the card, and yeah, and again, yeah. too long. Uh, that, that, that's my big thing. That you could have taken off four minutes of that and given it to the tag title match. You could have given it to a lot of things, it which just, was shockingly very fucking. Well, I guess not too shockingly because the VOD villains have had some good, some good matches down in NXT. Um, yeah. Was very good. Had a great near fall, in it. I mean, yeah, that I, I, I thought I was like, no, I really thought it was gonna, as a, it was about to happen. Yeah. Um. So I thought that was a very good match. Um, bury some hoes, fucking that killed me. That cracked me up. Um, really liked that match. Um, it, it was okay. The, the the it it came off like well now New Day can move on to the real challengers. Which to be fair, I don't think anyone was buying the Vaude villains as a serious threat. I was because I. I could conceive of a situation where they're like, okay, well, this is a happy coincidence. Vaude Villains and, and New Day were wrestling. We all thought New Day was going to win. Vaude Villains stole it from him because Enzo got hurt. Now they have the belts. When the Enzo and Cass comes back, it's a natural fucking storyline for yeah. them to get their shot against the Vaude Villains. Well, and I mean, then they I, work in a triple threat match, triple threat tag team match with the New Day to give them the rematch and well, then move into Vaude Villains against it. Enzo and Cass. Well, because I said in my preview for it that it, I could actually see a fluke win. I don't. But the problem, my problem is now where exactly the Vaude villains go from here. The, the, I mean, I guess Enzo and Cass, but mm, I don't know. Just the Vaudeville, the Vaude villains were just kind of called up because they had nothing else to do. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They might have fun. I think they're doing well. They're they're doing fine. I love the act. So much much like the. Um, much like Apollo Crews, who at least hasn't, who has just kind of disappeared. Yeah, where uh, APB? Uh, where the fuck is is Apollo? Yeah. Has his family been contacted? Is he? Is yeah. he okay? Do they know? He was he was in that battle royal and was eliminated just like anybody else. And since then, he's been gone. Man, that's that was a great idea to call him up. Almost yeah. as good as Baron Corbin, who, please God, let this be over with fucking Solf Ziggler. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna, if you absolutely must. Because you'll be in great torturous suffering if you don't do 50-50 booking. If you must do that, then don't fucking have it be with Ziggler, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, remember, actually, it's 50-50-50 because his debut match went to a double countout. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. reasons. You bring Baron Corbin up to have him... And he's a homegrown double- guy! He doesn't even yeah. fucking... You took him out of the NFL! Right. Like, why right. would you... their choices for booking this stuff astounds me sometimes. I mean, sometimes you get a Kevin Owens or a Neville who hit the ground running with, with Owens hits the ground and just like spikes everything into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Neville, Neville debuted fine and is 
find where he is. And sometimes you're the Ascension or Cruise. And just nothing. Some yeah, somehow we're in a world where the Vaud villains are treated as much bigger deals than the Ascension could ever hope to be. I was gonna ask what opened this show, but then I uh, I realized it's because I blocked it out of my fucking memory. Yeah, and it's probably also because I couldn't remember it because I've seen the match eight fucking times. Yeah, including six man tags in a yeah. month, less than a month. Jesus. Speaking of fucking fucking up people's debut, God yeah. damn it. At least they won clean. We're talking about. <laughs> they, well, they kind uh, of. They kind of won. Clean. I wish they would come out to the Fifty Cent song. <laughs> In the club. That would be. Hilarious. Oh, the club! How fucking stupid is that? Yeah. So, and uh, uh, and just to recap, it is the guy again with the family against the club. Oh, These man, people are paying all that money to those fucking yeah. Hollywood writers that are so yeah, fucking yeah, great. The, the next time you're sitting at home, unemployed, eating like ramen and tuna, you could have thought of he's the guy. Give me a call, WWE. Just send me an email. I'll send you back something better than fucking that. Jesus. <laughs> uh, even, the, even the sign in the background, uh, Roman is annoying, was better than that. Uh but yeah, um, Usos versus the club. It, it's another variation on what they've done a million times now. Uh, I don't know what you want from this. Uh, they threw a bunch of super kicks. They did that Umaga attack. Uh, Gallows picked up the bell. You can insert your own Festus joke. Um, I think nobody rung it. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently a superfly splash onto the bell to set up the boot to set up the magic killer is now considered clean in WWE. So, I mean, and also that brings Gallows and Anderson's record up to 2-2-1. Two, two and one. Good Ignore for the fa- them, man. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't at some point do, like, Reigns and Jimmy against Gallows and Styles just to freshen it up a little bit. How did you... So, I guess what we do these days is go back in time. Like New Day. Because... Yeah, that must have been what happened. Rusev and Lana must have borrowed New Day's time machine. Yeah. Because I guess we're, we're starting all over now. We're going to try and go back and undo the most, happened. one of yeah. the shittiest things I've seen fucking done with someone. And I, first of all, if, you know, I'm not professionally trained. I'm not trying to do and tell anybody how to do their job. But I'm just going to say I got a feeling that, you know, back in 1985, uh, NWA show at Evansville, Indiana, if somebody was selling a back and rib injury, they probably wouldn't flip into the fucking ring during their entrance. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying or do like a Spider-Man run up the ropes and do a backflip onto the guy on the ground. I'm just saying. Well, that and, was a that was a problem all night tonight. And so. if the oh, <laughs> the Fatal Four Way. Just wait till you hear. You're gonna laugh when you hear what I got to say about. As much as I loved the match, there was one thing I had to nitpick. Um, yeah, I, and and if someone was doing these flippy do's when they're supposed to be selling a prior injury. 
you'd think the announcers would be fucking smart enough to stop talking about the fucking rib and back injury. Like, they kept calling fucking attention to it, and meanwhile, the man in the ring is doing fucking flips. Yeah. See, the, the, if you watch <laughs> that match, with the ending, with the big setup spot for the ending being the slam onto the apron, they didn't even need the back injury going into it. He got yeah. slammed onto an apron and then Speaking bent in with, half. What the flying blue motherfuck was that referee doing? Is that supposed to be like a face turn for fucking Rusev? Are they trying to fuck him out of the wind? Like, why is he like, have you ever seen that before in your life? No. Oh, he's hurt. He got slammed. Don't fucking do anything to him. What the fuck was that? I think they were trying to set up like it's a shoot injury or something. I don't know. <sighs> Anyways, thank God Callisto got put out of his fucking misery with this yeah. abomination of a U.S. title run. Yeah. And... Maybe we can start over and start making a star with Rusev again. Since yeah, okay. One other thing on a side note. Um, outside, you watch a lot of wrestling. Outside of Alberto Del Rio, can you name one Hispanic star who has not been presented as an underdog? <sighs> Even Eddie was an underdog. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Just yeah, this is me thinking. The conquistadors. No. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, you got a better... Can we find something else to do with these people? Uh, the Mexicools. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. They weren't um, presented as anything. <laughs> they weren't what? They weren't presented as anything. Other than really, really bad stereotypes. Other than a really racist gimmick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's can can we please well, find I mean, it's something? Not the, it's else. not the presentation of the character. I mean, what, were you, what is what else are you going to find for him? He's like smaller than I am. What? Well, I mean, I'm not talking about just Kalisto in general. I'm talking about any Hispanic star they want to push. Oh well, we'll see what happens with uh, La Sombra. Yeah, that could work fine. I mean, ugh. I mean, it's... he got a new name the other day. It was kind of it sounded it seemed like it was yeah. It's like it's, well. It's like Man of a Thousand Souls or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. Or, or Mask of a Thousand Souls or some... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of shit like that. It, it was, yeah. It's not actually Man of a Thousand Souls. It translates to that. So it's some yeah. sort of cool thing yeah. in Spanish. Um, and then I can't remember... I can never remember his name. It's the guy who's playing No Way Jose. I'm not... A lot of people are really gung-ho about him. I'm kind of... I'm gung-ho about him, but that gimmick is... Fucking trash i don't yeah. see how people defend that like what do you like that gimmick has anything higher than a than a, than a ceiling yeah. of of santino that that's kind of my thing I, I do like the baseball punch but i'm a big baseball geek so i mean yeah no his moveset's great the fact that he can move all around in the ring is great like there's a lot of things about it that are really good but I, it's still a fucking comedy gimmick that's fucking is. ridiculous okay, good. great look I'm not he has the... great feel in the ring he has great charisma Holy fucking shit! Like what? Okay, good. I'm not the only person thinking this then. Yeah, because I'm pretty much I mean, exactly the same. One way of you two are. people thinking it because I've had a bunch of people okay, good. defend the fucking gimmick, but uh, no, that's ridiculous. It um, looks, it's fun, and but I mean, it's like you said, it's basically a co- it's a comedy game. It's a comedy character, and nothing like, more. Oh, it's over. Well, yeah. So was Fandango and Santino and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and and uh, you leave Hacksaw Jim Duggan alone, or I will bury you like the other hoe. Yeah, um, Houghton days are over, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, gone over everything else. 
Uh, yeah, there's okay, only so, yeah. So now let's get to the big one, man. Uh, so was... were you on board that you know we're talking talking match of the year quality yep. with the four way IC title? Absolutely, I gave it an A. Yeah, fucking phenomenal. Great false finishes. Great, just. Oh, and before we get to, before we get to your nitpick of it, one other thing. Well done with no sarcasm in this. Well done on commentary for playing up the idea of Sammy being too obsessed with Owens to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then that's that was that. Awesome. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, well, th- just, it's about time for one th- one minor other note. Can we please stop with the JBL picks on Saxton stuff? It's not occasionally he'll get in one funny line, but it's just like, why is he? Why does he keep doing it? Like we get it. Byron Saxton is kind of stupid and he's kind of pathetic. Mm-hmm. We don't. What exactly does this accomplish? I think some people like it because some people like me are kind of kind of baffled as to why Byron Saxon is on like every fucking show in the Well, w- yeah, that goes without saying. But uh um just the line tonight about the uh the iPhone thing, I would unplug your your life support to charge my iPhone. That that got a chuckle. Well, that and uh Jimmy Hoffa's buried here somewhere and I wish you were too. <laughs> That was, that was good. <laughs> yeah, when when JBL gets on a, I know he's. Speaking of which, we got to do this too. We keep going back to NXT. We do court the Corey the Corey Graves hilarious mo- uh, line of the week. Oh yeah, start doing this. Did you hear the other night when fucking old boy asked him well, the when he was talking about Peyton Royce? He said <laughs> Peyton Royce called herself the Venus flytrap of the NXT. What do you think of that? And he said, I don't know. I've never heard somebody refer to themselves as the Venus flytrap. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Fucking crazy. I haven't either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my issue with the Fatal Four Way, and this is the only nit I had to pick, but it yeah. just got. I hate shit like this. Yeah. Big boot. Kevin Owens flips out of the ring. Fucking big forearm. Miz flips out of the ring. It's just the two of you. People are flying everywhere. Let's lock in an arm bar. Mm. What? What possibly are you going to get accomplished in this situation by putting a wear down hold on somebody? I'm not saying wear down holds don't have a place in matches. They do all over the place if they're done correctly, but But what are you doing? It's it's a four way match where the pin can be scored at any time. It's high impact. People are flipping all over the place. Why, when you have an opportunity at a one on one, do you put somebody on the ground to put them into an arm bar? Uh I'm, I can tell you, I don't stop trying to think of it. It's yeah. for no reason. It was to get to the next spot. Yeah, and that shit's obvious. I, I don't know. That was just yeah. fucking. Oh, okay, uh, uh, quick tangent back for a second. It, it's re- it relates to the show. We're not going to another company. Uh, another thing like that, which to get to the next spot. Earlier on to, on the pre-show, something else where you can see where it's just clearly that they're choreographed to death. Did you really need to put the clock up during Ziggler versus Corbin? And just let them know, don't worry, this match will be over within the next four minutes or whatever. I didn't even know that that happened. Yeah, it's just like, because they started them, because WWE, when they own the network and has an hour-long pre-show, they can only cram the match in in the last nine minutes of the pre-show. And they put the clock up, it's like six minutes and four seconds till Extreme Rules. Speaking of the of the pre-show, we are the worst tonight. We are the worst. We're all over the place. We're, uh, we're out of practice. Speaking of the pre-show, for what reason, what what does USA have better going on at 7 o'clock on a Sunday? 
Why don't they put all the now that they have like fairly decently like competitive matches on on the on the pre-show? Why wouldn't uh, they put the pre-show on 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 USA like the like, Heat Heat used to be? I don't know. Why you advertise for the network. You got some pretty competitive like big time matches that get an, a USA audience. You know, you get to get people into the spirit of the show. Oh, we're here to stream rules. It's fucking crazy. This is gonna be fun tonight. Da, da, da. Subscribe to the network right now. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Wouldn't... They did it for Mania. I know. That's where I got the idea. That's what I'm talking uh, about. Okay, like, obviously, okay, yeah. the concept is there. So yeah. why, why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. Um, I mean, that's a really good question. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, maybe you. Let's 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 take a quick look here. What is on USA next Sunday night at seven o'clock? Let's see here. Next Sunday night at seven o'clock, USA is airing. Uh, Law it's, and Order. Yes. Oh no, nope. Law and Order. Yep, I could have guessed that. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Law and Order victims unit. Now, now the thing is, though, you wouldn't want to wouldn't want to get rid of that because it is the ninth episode out of eleven in a row that they're running at that point. Yeah. Of the eleven, yeah, of that eleven episode marathon, you wouldn't want to erase episode nine. They're never in chronological order either. I watch them sometimes, so this oh. doesn't even matter. Um, I don't watch the shows anyway, so I wouldn't know. No reason. No reason. Yeah. Just like there was no reason to lock that armbar in during the Fatal 4-Way. Ha-ha! How'd you like that? Ten points for that fucking segue. A- and, uh, and you transitioned into a transition hold. I'm telling you what. Well done. We're not so, rusty at all. No, not really. It's just a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. The... Yeah, so I don't know why you would do that in that match. Just like I don't know why you wouldn't put that show on. God damn it! I'm on it tonight. Um, uh, would you like a uh, my lamest possible explanation? And I don't think for a second this is what they were going for. But if you want to try to spin it, Sammy and Cesaro have such a history together. They know they can't get a pin on each other in ten seconds while the other two guys are down. So they're trying to inflict more damage. Maybe that must have been. I don't buy for a second. Must have been it. Yeah, just to clarify, I don't believe that for a second. It must have been. Um, barn burner of a match. Yeah, it was great. That was... The way he did that Canadian fucking whatever the fuck that was, <laughs> I don't know if I've seen... I've seen him do stuff like that, yeah. but for the whole, like, the, the double transition, the double rotation, I don't know if I've ever seen it done like that. I was not expecting that out of that exchange. Holy shit. Yeah, it's that match had some of the best near falls I have seen. Great near falls. Didn't know what was going on. Great fucking spots. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Oh, that match told a great story. I mean, through all the different threads that were going on in the match. Yeah. Just. I I actually had Miz winning this. um, Well, I did too because Maurice is going to be on Total Divas, and so. Oh, there we go. It's at least not going to be a. She's at least going to be on there through, you know, through the time it's done filming. So as that show, which draws less than a million people a week, continue and still has like four times the audience of Impact, uh, continues to just take over the wrestling world because something, something branding, something, something Kardashians. Yeah, but I'm not going to let that mar a great, great fucking no, match. That was amazing. match of the year contender. If you didn't check out this show. If you do check out anything, check out this fucking match because yeah, for sure it was fantastic. Very well paced, great crowd heat. The crowd was super into it. Um, everything about it just fucking worked and clicked, and it was a beautiful thing. Yep. Um, KB, I know you got a new 
a new bookie book out, don't you? Sir, yes, I do. And uh, shockingly enough, because everything in our lives revolves around it, it's about NXT. Um, basically, I have gone back and uh, looked at every special, uh, starting at Arrival and going all the way up through Dallas, um, and every TV show in between, and uh, reviewed them. And then collected them. Do so, you got a, um, maybe we'll do this next time because you might not have it on top of your head, but uh, do you have like a cumulative, what was better, the first year or the second? Well, I say year. The first, um, you know, set of takeovers and TVs or this set? Uh, what do you mean by set? The first one, the first, the first book that I put together did, uh, stopped right before Arrival. That's what I mean. Oh, um, probably the second. Just with the, with the pure star power... And everything else, they finally hit, they really hit their stride. They had something to build towards. Um, and also, there is an episode of that show that has the best hour of wrestling television that I have ever seen. Which uh, was that? Um, it, was, uh, it was Neville versus um, Zane the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, you had that, you also had Tyson Kidd against Finn Balor, which has... My fa- one of my favorite lines ever. Kid puts him in a chin lock and says, ask, and tells the ref to ask him. The referee says he said no. Then ask him in Irish. <laughs> uh, and then in the middle, you get like a like a two minute uh, Baron Corbin versus Bull Dempsey fight. Nice. I think. Yeah. yeah okay. I think I remember that episode. Yeah. That it's just yeah. an hour of amazing wrestling. Good um, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the worst of all the takeovers. Um, either fatal four-way or maybe unstoppable and even still it's still better than most pay-per-views speaking uh, of which real quick since yeah. we're, we're we're up against the hour here um I, I, even though it's going to be kind of we're getting to the point now and it's kind of sad but um getting to the point where we're kind of having some uh transitional or throwaway takeovers um balor against joe's gonna be fucking good and the rumor mill, and you saw a little bit of foreshadowing. We might just be getting, and I might know because I already read spoilers. Um, <laughs> we might just be getting Nakamura against Aries. Yeah. At the pay per view, and I'm already loving uh, Austin Aries getting to spread his wings a little bit as a heel and yeah. change it up and show more character. And because it was funny, because I was just—I don't know if it was me or you who was talking about it. But I was just talking to somebody the other day about. I'm happy Austin Aries is there, but he's kind of a little bit lost in the shuffle, quite a bit more yeah. than he should be. And then, right as I said it, that same week, he, you know, does a little bit of a heelish promo and gives – the line that I thought was fucking hilarious where he said he had to go replenish his potassium. Uh, yes, with a banana. Yes. Uh, so I'm really excited to see his development as a character and see that feud. Yeah, Aries is one of those guys that he has that it factor. Yeah, you, absolutely. You just he's he's just he looks and acts like a star. Uh which is weird because he's about five foot seven. Yeah. But he looks and feels like a star when you look at him. Like Austin Star, you might even say. Yeah. You old TNA fans. Um he just he has that factor to him and you can't teach it. Um and him against Nakamura is gonna be amazing. Hopefully it sets up Nakamura versus Joe, and it better take a mo- like I wish I could take credit for this line, like a cannonball to the chest fired from an actual cannon to yeah. put one of them down. Yeah. Um, Balor versus Joe 3, I don't really need to see it again. I do, however, love the fact 
that in NXT, a gimmick match means something. Yeah. So, like, I mean, and we're not... plays for a logical reason. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And the cage is... We haven't had a cage match yet in NXT. Yeah, which, that'll be, that'll almost be interesting. Un, almost unthinkable that we haven't. Um, um, I mean, they've had one ladder match. The, 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 no, two. So, they've had two ladder matches and now a cage match. It's very much... This, it feels important. That, uh... That Joe Nakamura match, you know where that's probably going to end up happening. Oh, I got a feeling I might know. And I got a feeling that I might fucking be there! Because they're having takeover in Brooklyn. Hey, fuck you, man. You got to go to the one in Dallas. I got no fucking sympathy. (laughs) You were there in Brooklyn last year for the first one. That is true. I sure was. And I'm going to be there this year when, most likely, Joe and Nakamura have their fucking war for the world title. It's going to be Oh, awesome. One other thing. Uh, let's see. 2014, I had the match of the year as uh, Neville versus Zayn. You could also argue. There's other ones you could argue. Uh, last year, match or this year's match of the year, there's a good chance it's going to be Nakamura versus Zayn is up there. Mm-hmm. The four-way tonight is up there. All of these have Sami Zayn in Just saying. Uh, it's not... almost like this guy is amazing. And then last year, the Cesaro matches. Yeah. Um, yep. His first match with Kevin Owens was fucking up yep. there. Yep. His match this year with Kevin Owens is not a match to your contender, but it's... I've been saying it. That guy is money. Been saying it. Um, And the other match that's rumored for the next NXT TakeOver is American Alpha rematch against Revival. Yeah. Which, Which is they, fine. Um, they had, they, I mean, they had a really good match the first time. So they did. They did. It'll be it, good. It, it, if you don't want to watch the modern day Steiners against the Brainbusters, that's your fault. Um, I just, um, I'm just trying to mentally and physically prepare myself for the possibility of American Alpha against Ciampa and Gargano. Oh yes, which is gonna melt my fucking brain. I'm sure because it's gonna just Champa, have... Champa and Gargano have grown on me a lot. So much unimaginable. Gargano just himself like has really yeah. grown on me a lot. It's like I'm. It almost makes me wish that NXT a guy like that is exactly what an NXT mid card title would be for. Mm-hmm. I'm still against it because still the show's still not quite big enough, and I don't mean big enough as far as stature. I mean big enough as far as um, they only get an hour it's, per yeah. week. The roster. And- kind of small too small for it but it's yeah. getting there it is getting there to yeah. where a mid-car champion would not kill it and he's just the kind of guy that it would be fun to watch well see the thing with a mid-car title the women's title actually means Functions something in as NXT. a mid-car title yeah so and the problem is it's not like with raw where you can where it's just kind of well like raw used to be where you can just tack one on with this the the women's title easily could main event to show yeah. like a, a, a big tv team. it has <laughs> yeah exactly you know and, yeah or the same thing with the tag titles, which yeah, it's it goes to show you what can happen when you protect a title uh, instead of just having the champion trade wins and losses leading up to a title match. I'm excited for the show. Yeah. Um, and then for whoever survives that, uh, the mighty don't kneel might be. Yeah, uh, they're coming up soon. Yep. Real you good tag team from that has worked all around the world. Uh. Australia, Pretty exciting. Japan. Kept them together. Yep. So, yeah. TMDK soon. Um, KB, so you got the NXT book. Yes, sir. Tell us where we can find your reviews and your Twitter. Uh, well, it's obviously on uh, It's on my site, kbwrestlingreviews.com, not .net. I figured we can just let you do it from now on. That yeah, would be, I've been wondering that. that. That'd be, uh, there you go. Um, 
or on Amazon, just look up Full Sail Volume 2, as in I.I., because old wrestling fans use Roman numerals. Mm. Um, um, and beyond there, uh, you've got my Amazon author page, which I have like 17 or 18 books out now. Uh, there's got to be something you'll like in there. Got to be! <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. So it's it's like 500 pages on a Kindle or something close to that. Hmm. Okay, so. okay. Um, as for the show, uh, Wrestling Wars PC is the, is the fucking... What am I trying to say? The Twitter. Um, hook it up on there. Mail in any questions, anything you'd like us to cover. Uh, we'll, hit you, we'll hit it up. Um, as far as plugs for the show... At some point in the near future, we'll probably be picking up some sponsorships. And not only that, but uh, obviously, look out for us on a TNA Impact commercial <laughs> coming soon. For now, we need to go replenish our potassium. <laughs>